Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we have something special down here at Birdland this evening. A recording for Blue Note Records. Welcome to the D20. This is episode number 12. And let's turn up the mics for everyone else in the room, just yeah, because I guess 12. you want to hear them. <laughs> it's actually wrong number one. 13. <laughs> Don't say yeah. that. I was going to say we're on 12. Wait. I got in trouble for that. <laughs> what did I just say we were on? 12. Yeah, we're not. We're on 13. Really? Yes. Are you sure? I'm positive. Do you no. know? I Can do know. At least that's what I have the file name. So it's No, I think you're right. I think we're on 13. Ooh. Can we skip it and go to 14? What do you think no. this is a hotel? What do you, wouldn't it be creepy if I rolled a 13? That would be cool. I think you should concentrate while you're rolling the die. Wow, I just whacked something Constipate. there. Constipate. All right, so right, it's been a while since we've done this, so uh, I think we'll probably be a little rough tonight, although I don't know if we've ever been really <laughs> Yeah, I know. When did we ever smooth <laughs> over? I think the only thing smooth is the wrinkles in our brains. All right, uh, so... At no, this point, we like uh, it rough or any kind of comment from as, any of you. Yeah, we're live. We've fully caffeinated Corky tonight, so we actually will be hearing him. I, I think I, much I more. I actually asked for another Mountain Dew. So Mountain Dew enema. You no. know that was what you were supposed to get during the potty break before we started. Was another <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> Lunchbox is closer to the door, so so it make me turn this podcast around. Yeah, <clears throat> is if anyone who's listened to us before, you could probably tell who's here, but. This is Chris. Hi, I'm Corey. Corky. Cisco. Scott and Ann couldn't make it tonight. <clears throat> Ann's got Scott's the plague, drilling. and Scott is uh, being worked to death. So He's drilling. He's drilling, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I, God, I, I Scott has drilled in a long not time. Not the driller. Um, it's the new year. <clears throat> Yay. Uh, I don't remember. You know, we've done, well, this will be number 13, I think, we probably started a little over a year ago doing the first one. I think November, October of 2007. I'd have to go back and look at the files. Well, I know that we... Pre-24-hour comics? Yeah, it had yeah. to have been. Yeah. So that was October. So, yeah. So, prob- yeah, so maybe or as early as August of 2007. So we yeah. tried to go bi-weekly. We tried to go by. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you. Twice a month. that point yet. <laughs> yeah, we tried to do twice a month. And that obviously didn't work out. We we're just can't slackers. get together. Well, we're slackers, and uh, you know it's tough to get the time where we're all around enough of us around to make it fun. And we're gamers, and we choose to game instead. Uh, we try to do it once a month at that point, which has worked out relatively well. Obviously, November, December holiday season makes it rough for anything, and I think we haven't done anything since October. Um, so hopefully, this year will be where we. Get one a month and uh, woohoo! New Year's resolution for come, podcast. <laughs> come this time next year, I guess we'll be on number twenty-four. I don't know. Uh, so, Corky is going to be our official roller tonight. Yeah, we've, we've never forced him to roll before, but we felt we'd put his uh, destiny in his own hands so he doesn't have to draw unless he apparently wants to. It's nice that uh, his hands aren't occupied by something else. They could be, but uh, I still think she's part of Foster's home for imaginary friends. I thought you were talking about you behind the shed. 
So I'm gonna roll now, so we can get on with our topic or topics. If I roll, what is Do you it? Have a list? Do you have a list? I have a list, and it's Thank updated, God. right? It's most. It's updated since the last one, so I mean, okay. it's it's not super updated. Three. <laughs> Three is actually music. <clears throat> okay, sweet. So it, it's not a it's not a terrible subject, which is weird because it's sort of the subject that we've been talking about tonight, anyways. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it. The behind the scenes for the podcast would be that it took us fifteen minutes to decide what song to start with <laughs> <laughs> to intro the podcast. And I think we've decided at this point that music throughout the pod ha- podcast the whole time is probably not gonna be our uh modus operandi, but I'm guessing that I will feed in music periodically through this podcast as You're people bring up in. stuff. Um well with what limited Music I have on my iPod, so when you guys bring up some of the stuff that I do not own... I Bigger won't. iPod. Multiple iPods. You just need to bring... iPhones, the... you can download as you go. Yeah, no. iPhone actually doesn't hold enough for me. No, I agree. It's, or it's you could have Emily, and then you just download. I think Emily's more of an upload. Maybe she's just a load. <laughs> wow. Um, so, I think... Well, I think this is Corky's category. I mean, one, he rolled it, and two, Lord, he knows more about music than almost anybody. Yeah, he's why, the, why? Why would I know more about music? You're the audiophile out of the bunch of us. First, you're off. the one who's on the album quest. I was gonna say vinyl. Let's clarify that LPs, people. You know, like big things that you put on a record player. You know, archaic because stuff. Because you didn't want our listeners to be confused that you're really into vinyl pants and stuff. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't wear that because brand latex. Yeah, can't Ooh. can't wear that. No, paint on latex is way better. You, you know, than what, Corky, I have to say, as someone who's worn vinyl pants, don't knock <laughs> it until you try it. <laughs> and if you've worn them, you, know you can't knock it for Ooh, at least a week. You know what? Those would fit you now. They do fit me now. Yes, you're right. The <laughs> Roddy pants do fit me. So we're gonna be doing a little role play after we leaving. <laughs> so. Uh, little photo op, put the vest on with the vinyl pants, just like the Roddy days, spike my hair up and put the eyeliner. Uh, we're totally off topic from music, but that's nothing new for us. Um, so do we want to go around the room as to what we're currently listening to, and then we can get into genres, what we grew up on? Actually, it would be difficult for me because uh, right now I'm mostly listening to talk radio and political radio and stuff. It, it's been... A while since I listened to much in the way of music. Actual music? You've gotten past your uh, Richard Cheese fetish phase. and uh, I, I enjoy the cheese. Uh, I Dick cheese? But I haven't... From under cheese? Looked for any new music in quite a while. I haven't been listening to the radio in that respect. I've been... Yeah, I've been to, thinking. Yeah, to, to be honest, I don't actually get a chance to listen to i mean i listen to music at work while working and that's about the only time i listen to it maybe in the car ride to work but i don't you know some people are the type that listen to music when they're at home in the house doing stuff uh for us sadly we have the tv on when we do things like that rather than music Aaron will turn on the tv and listen to the music stations on the cable and stuff but she listens to the most horrendous crap she'll like listen to bad 80s pop music and stuff and just drive me out of the freaking house. So I spend a lot of time in the office. Hey, there's a lot to be said for bad 80s pop. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to be said for it, but I'd rather hear that than actually hear the music itself. Yeah. I made it through the 80s. I don't need to relive all that stuff again. 
Yeah. I don't know. The 80s had some stuff to offer. Yeah. Van Halen. What? Okay. Yeah, the one thing we need to be aware of is that we don't end up in another, you know, let's talk about the 80s for an hour again because <laughs> we all know that we we love the 80s. So, um, so I don't know. Dear, what do you listen to now? Or when do you get a chance to listen to music? <clears throat> um... I don't actually listen to a lot of music right now either. What I, a great category. Well, no, <laughs> I, I listen to music in the car, but I can't really listen to like the radio at work because I'm working with small children and I don't know what... I mean, there is no children's station. Sure, you can listen to jazz. I could listen to jazz. This week's top but... 40, The Wheels on the Bus, number 23, and a dedication... But the other aspect for me of music lately is that most of the time that I'm listening to music, I have small children. And while I want to expose them to the music that I love, some of the music that I love is not really kid. Required listening. Here's Violent Femmes 3. Exactly. Uh, Skip that track. I I don't want... Skip that track. Yeah, I don't want to... uh, start explaining Violent Femmes songs to my 10-year-old, because, yeah. No. I was in my 20s before I knew what Blister in the Sun was about, so, I mean... Julian loves Blister in the Sun. I don't think I've ever paid attention enough to lyrics to actually know what it's about. You know, listening to lyrics, I couldn't have told you what it was about. It was someone else had to enlighten me. So enlighten us. What is Blister in the Sun about? Apparently it's about masturbation. Yeah. Just like Turning Japanese is about masturbation. I wouldn't have guessed that. I wouldn't have guessed that either, but... Icicle by Tori Amos. Masturbation song. Whole list of masturbation songs. Tons of stuff. Shebop. Yep. Wow. So, (laughs) And you're talking about me having stuff in my hand behind the show. This podcast, we will be discussing every song that's about masturbation. Trying to name We should do a playlist of that. I think it'd be an interesting album. Yeah. Give it to Scott for future reference. All right. So, dear, you're... So, what am I listening to in the car right now with the kids hanging out? I've actually got a rather eclectic mix. We have a kid's Christmas CD left over from last month. The Cure Staring at the Sea. Charlie Daniels Band's Greatest Hits. Katy Perry. <laughs> um, what else is in the... Can you sit up a little bit more? I can. What else is in the van right now? Um, there's a mix CD... Is the mix city I made you in there? You made me. Okay. And then there's something else. Some of the stuff in the mix city then would be. There's oh, some man. fems. It... There's. Um, there's some jellyfish. Jellyfish. Oh yeah, jellyfish. Nice. Love fishbone. No fishbone. Oh, fishbone. You would be the fishbone guy. <coughs> no, I've seen fishbone in concert. Okay, you would be the other fishbone guy. Fishbone makes sense. Freaking awesome. I I have some fishbone on here. I'm sure I have it around here somewhere. Living what color. else, dear? Go ahead. Um, I think that, I think the I only fishbone well. song I know is that one that they played in Back to the Beach with Annie Ann Funicello and who is it? Was it Ann Funicello? Anita Funicello. Annette Funicello. <clears throat> yeah, that was a weird movie. But fishbone was actually in it, which yes. is kind of unusual. Um, I think that that's about. It. I th- there's another CD in there, but I don't remember 
what it is. So which one of those CDs that are in there do you wind up popping over to the most? This month, it's been more of The Cure. The yeah, kid. I actually listened to The Cure because I drove the van and I didn't bother to change it, so <laughs> I listened to The Cure for a while. I need some Morrissey. I realized the other day I don't actually own a Morrissey. What? Thing. What? How, how did that happen? Because they're all on tape deteriorating <clears throat> in the garage, along with oh. all the Depeche Mode and everything else. I'm Sacrilege. neither a Cure nor a Morrissey fan, so... Uh, I'm not either. Erin was giving me crap about it the other day. She was talking about the Smiths, and I'm like, yeah, I never really listened to the Smiths. She's like, how did you not listen to the Smiths? I said, I uh, had taste. I don't know. I wasn't a cutter. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. <laughs> not my thing. All I know of the Smiths is the instrumental version of the song from Ferris Bueller in the Museum. Perfect smile. Yep. That's pretty much it. I still haven't uploaded Katy Perry onto my iPod, so I actually don't have it. I think everyone's heard enough Katy Perry lately. I, yeah, I enjoy you. the Katy Perry album. I, I enjoy Katy Perry. Oh, Lord, do I. But everyone's heard it. It's been done enough. So, Corky, what do you listen to in the truck right now? Well, with my illustrious 45-minute commute one way, um, I have a lot of thinking time, which I'd rather be thinking, listening to music. Um, let's see. I recently put in... Uh, let's see, some Frontline Assembly, um, Dia Tribe, um, what else do I have in here? I actually have some Frank Sinatra. Um, the only thing I've recognized so far. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else do I have in here? I have the Chris Cornell album. Oh yeah, Chris Cornell is good. Uh, two of the albums from Audio Slave and... I like Audio Slave. And I like Chris Cornell when. What was the other couple of things? Soundgarden. His uh, solo stuff is actually. Most of the stuff I've heard um, from it has been really good. He did the song for Casino Royale, which was. The hell is awesome. it? I, we don't I, can't, know. I can't remember what else I have in here, but. Um, we'll take a short break while we take a field trip out to the truck. <laughs> Currently, uh, right now, I, I'm actually. What's in the player right now is Frontline Assembly, which is uh, very industrial. Uh, a lot of synthesizers and, you know, mixes in. Uh, definitely a band that liked to sample mu uh, movies. <clears throat> they actually sampled, uh, I would say, a good portion of RoboCop 2 in a couple of their songs. Uh, they did a song called The Blade, uh, which is track number two on the CD that I'm listening to right now, which everything, every time I hear the song, I think of Kissing the Blade. Um which, is that actually on our website as far as writings from our famous writer? Kissing the Blade I don't think is, because Kissing the Blade was an old X-Men style I think story I have I one piece of writing from our famous writer on the website, and that's it. Yeah, you need to put cold on there. Um, eh. But, yes, I'm... Please email us at our site <laughs> if you'd like to see more stuff from our writer on our site. Well, we'll probably have to do a blog on the site at some point if LJ finally falls apart. So um, We need more than the three people to listen to us to actually have any kind of uh, message board slash blog thing yeah. on the site. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely the audiophile, I guess, as it's been pointed out. Uh, I, I, I guess uh, that'll become more apparent once the... Danger Shed, as it's been dubbed. 
Danger um, shed. Is complete and the uh, the audio Final gear pictures. the audio gear goes in there, um, which uh, I won't talk about products that that are going to be in there. I'll just have pictures, but it'll be nice. It'll be a nice two channel audio setup uh, with CD and records. Um, I actually spent a day down in San Francisco and hit uh, uh, recycled records down there on hate and felt kind of bad about it but it felt kind of good i was in there for about better better part of an hour wasn't i no it wasn't no, quite, it that, wasn't long. quite no? that long yeah, it felt like it because it was just time capsule it was just like so cool um yeah out of probably ten thousand albums that i could have chose from i i picked uh echo and the bunnyman uh the porcupine album which is one of the best albums that they've ever released so um real anxious to to checking that out so I always go to People Are Strange. Yeah, the only Echo in the Bunnymen song I know. I'm so commercial. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> um, so, Corey, you're saying you basically don't listen to music. So what, what talk radio are you listening to right now? I, I'm listening more to political radio more than anything, and I'm starting to discover NPR and stuff like that. But I never would have... Uh, yeah, well, you know, back in the day when we rolled politics, I started <laughs> expanding my mind, and uh, no, I mean, especially with the last election, it was it was sort of what I focused on. But I do have some stuff in my car. I think, um, Aside and there's some stuff that I and game recordings. Well, yeah, I listen to the game recordings a lot. I listen to the podcast a few times. Um, if you need shoes, I can make them out of people's heads. <laughs> Uh, right now, I think the, the CD that's in there is the first three albums of the Polyphonic Spree. Yeah, right I on. Know. It, I, I, right I on. no idea what that is. Interesting band. I, I remember hearing some songs by them at one point, but I kind of rediscovered them. There was a Are they movie. obscure, like Green Apple Quickstep or Apples in Stereo? Probably not that obscure because I've actually heard of the Polyphonic Spree. Um... They're not quirky obscure. No, they there was a Sorry, I look for the things that are strange and unusual because I myself am strange oh and unusual. <laughs> there was a uh, a movie I win about doing this album. All these people were covering songs from the <clears throat> Hedwig and the Angry Inch musical. Oh, I know what else is in my car. What is it? The Saturday morning cartoon album. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I thought you were gonna say one of the Foster's home for imaginary friends was tied up in your back seat because that would be kind of cool. Please join us in Let's Get Corky Laid. Finally, dear God, let's get Corky Laid. I don't know. It's a toss up between me and Scott. I honestly. think you guys can toss each other up. But... No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I might be Dutch hurt Rider? by Scott. <laughs> Dutch Rider. Um, beyond that. You never touch them together. What's wrong with you? I've been listening to uh, Ludo's new album. I listened to the first couple albums, too, but the new nice. album is definitely very good. Um, Extreme apparently got back together recently and has Sorry. a new album out. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, big, I'm a big Nuno Betancourt fan. I, I know you are. But... And, and Extreme is a band I really loved. I like them a lot. And musically, they, they don't just do the same stuff over and over again. I mean, they definitely fit the genres that they were going with, but... They constantly had something that could surprise me. And, and it's only because you is the only reason why I've ever listened to them. So. But yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like 
if I'm going to throw in a CD, it's probably going to be uh, Say Anything as a Real Boy. I mean, I've got all the Say Anything CDs on one disc that I can play because I play MP3 discs in my car and stuff. And Say Anything is still one of the things that I can constantly listen to and be inspired by. Uh, Jonathan Colton, the internet phenom, is his stuff is just incredibly good. Um, oh, I know what the other thing was. Uh, Rufus Wainwright. Oh, yeah, Rufus is nice. And Small Child loves him. I can't say I blame her. But then again, there isn't really anything that I've introduced her to as far as musically that she hasn't enjoyed. Yeah, like Michael Bublé and stuff. <clears throat> she was getting into she it. She loves Bublé. It's fun when I go to people's houses and I, I test their internet connections. One of the first things I do is I put on uh, Pandora.com and I throw in Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra into the search thing and it'll just start playing all these songs by them and Nat King Cole and, and everybody as I'm wandering around the house making sure the internet's still working and it's always fun to kind of just see people just kind of perk up and go, oh, that's really nice and kind of get into it. But yeah, musically, I think I've sort of, I haven't been introduced to a lot of new stuff lately because I haven't really been listening to it enough. I got you satellite radio for your truck, so hopefully you'll be able to start picking up some more things um, as soon as we finally get that installed. Well, hopefully if it's not complicated, I can... I was going to say, is it a it. hard installation <clears throat> process? I did it myself in my bug. It takes 10 minutes. Hole in the dashboard. Right. It's no big deal. Isn't it unplug, unplug, replug, replug? <laughs> no, no, it's it's easier than that. It uses an FM modulator. So, so you just, set your radio to a certain FM frequency and you just... Just stick it. <laughs> stick it. Lick That's it. a good movie. And you it's an awesome it. movie. All right, so what about you? Yeah. I had, you know what? I since I've got the fit, I haven't really been keeping CDs in the car because I either listen to the radio or I have the iPod plug in. Mr. Bungle. So, I keep the iPod there's Mr. Bungle definitely on the iPod. Um I've been really lazy lately about plugging the iPod in, so I've been pretty much listening to the radio or I have one CD in there that I just listen to over and over again. Uh, you know, I'm commuting to work and it's five minutes, ten minutes. So for me, an album can last me a while before I really get tired of it because I listen to it a few minutes a day. Right, whereas I'm the reverse because I drove around all day. Yeah. You the music it. I had kind of wore down. I listened to it so much. So right now, the only thing I have in there is I have uh, Zach and Mary make a porno soundtrack in there, which I enjoy. There's What's on that? You know, there's a... <laughs> Aside from a stain... There's a variety of things. There's some Primus, Primus on there. Yes. There's some Len. There's wow. Mar- Does Len have anything beyond "Steal My Sunshine"? That's the song no. that's on there. No. Push the little daisies. No. Oh, push the little daisies. Ween. Oh wow. That's a cool band. I would like to collect their stuff up at some point. It has DMX on there. It wow. Has, um, it's got the the Boba Fett song. You know the. The thing you sent, the YouTube thing you emailed me the other day with the Boba Fett. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it has that song. Okay. By MC Chris, I think it is. Yep. Uh, That's a cool-ass song. Okay, is yeah, that Because you song... haven't seen the movie yet, so you don't actually no. know the references I do or not. anything. Is that song... Is that song in Harold and Kumar, Guantanamo Bay, but diff- done with different lyrics? I have not 
caught any of the music from Harold and Kumar. I only saw it the once over here, and I was half paying attention to it. And okay. it was not as good as the first one, so I never really no, watched it again. it wasn't as good as the first one. But MC Chris has been pretty popular. He used to voice character on uh, C-Lab 2021 on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's actually shown up on a couple episodes of Aqua Teens as well, doing uh, a rapping spider. Later became a cow. Um, so, I mean, he's he's cool to geek rap. I just was curious because the music is similar. I oh, can see it. I actually have some Gene Loves Jezebel in the truck, too. <laughs> yeah, I would have started with the Boba Fett song, but oddly enough, iTunes doesn't recognize the CD, and I've been too lazy to actually name the track so I could put it on the iPod. Uh who can't find it, which is irritating as hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't... I mean, lately I got two new Nickelback CDs for Christmas, which Corky's cringing over there. Sorry. For those of you without the video version of this, which <laughs> there doesn't exist. Um, Everybody has something. You know, we all have something that makes other people cringe. And yeah, I mean, so it's gonna, we're just talking about Katy Perry. Yeah, I've been listening to Nickelback at work because I've been doing a lot of work at my desk, so I've been able to listen to some more music this week than normal. Um, I was, you know, maybe I should have known, but I never realized how many of their songs were about sex <laughs> until I've been listening to it this week. It's kind of like know. when I was working at the comic shop and we would play videos in there on the little TV up above the, the toy section. And one day I brought in Grease, and I was watching Grease. And there were people in the shop, and I suddenly remembered, Grease is really freaking dirty. <laughs> yeah, that, and it wasn't even Grease too with "Let's Do It for Our Country" and reproduction. No, it was just Grease. But oh, it was. It's like I have to go take that out now. Yeah, this thing's you know songs that I'm waiting for. Hopefully, to vote it first. That was way worse than the weird Japanese anime porn. We never watched anime porn at Fantasy, and we weren't the ones who ever put that in there. Anyways, it was. Usually Strange Generation customers X movie. who came in with outfits for me to wear. Oh, yeah, that was always fun. Mm. No. <laughs> You'd be so hot in this. Count my teeth. Um, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I apologize to all our listeners for their eardrums being busted right now. Why does it seem like every comic shop has that one customer who just has, well, like, we didn't, we didn't barely have just a handful of teeth? We, we yeah, had well, we had Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Doug actually wore dentures that actually fit. And Doug then you had the, the Pascals with the wacky eye. The, the weird eye and the <laughs> husband that looked like a pedophile. And the buttresses. I don't remember their name, don't where their names were, but know. the giant asses that went on for like three city blocks. I have to say, I think Butch. that my favorite comic shop regulars from fantasy were the twins. They were off topic now. <laughs> Yeah, you think? No, we'll go back. Whatever. I'm just trying to keep up with Cisco's volume <laughs> modulation so that we don't kill people. Sorry. Going with the quirky roll to 12 thing earlier, there was the one girl that came in that was just super cute and like just total jailbait. And then she came in for Halloween one year and she's like, you like my costume? I'm a little dolly. I'm like, I'm walking to a different counter. Thank you. <laughs> Matt looked at me and cried. Yeah. So now, favorite bands or favorite music, would it be different, obviously, than what's inside your vehicle right now? I mean, I'm pretty simple. I have three main 
things that are my favorites. You know, my Weird Al, my Joe Satrani, and my Faith No More. I mean, those are they've been my favorites since the 90s. They still wow, are. Wow, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I've seen all of them in concert on more than one occasion. I mean, I've seen Weird Al ten times. I've seen Joe probably seven, and Faith No More like five or six because they broke up. You know, right? But you've um, gone to like the shows for the the bands post Faith No More. Have you gone to see? You know Mr. what? Bungle, I or? saw. Uh, I've seen Bungle you've in seen concert. Bungle. Three times, two times. I know I've seen the New Year's Eve where he urinated into a shoe that somebody threw up on the stage and drank it. Or one of their bands and kicked the shit out of Santa Claus. BFD. Did you guys go to BFD mm. when we went to BFD? I no. No, we saw No yeah. Doubt. And yeah, Jewel. yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, was that? Yes. Yeah, was Anna there. went oh, with oh, us. Right. Yeah, I, I thought that was. Speaking, I'm gonna go absolutely off topic right now, just for I think Corey and Cisco may. Get through, well, Cisco definitely will. Corey probably will, too. So at work today, Jeannie was talking to me. She goes, do you remember Anna Van Loon? And I was like, yeah. She goes, oh, I just ran, con, you know, ran into her on Facebook recently and kind of got back in contact with her. I was like, yeah, I remember. We kind of had a falling out, but, you know, she seems to be doing well. Took nursing and all that. She goes, yeah, she was always a little off, you know, but... Everybody was off back in those days. Yeah, we those were, were the playing days. a live-action vampire game. Yeah. I think that speaks. That to was the our fact social network right there. Off. Was ISTG. Yeah. So I'm sorry. We were we were on no. favorites. Um, <clears throat> musically, I, I've I've had favorites at different times for my life. Obviously, Olivia, Olivia Newton-John. John. Okay. Uh, every aspect of Olivia Newton-John, though. I mean, she wasn't just my one of my favorite singers, but I would listen to her. I you, listen to her country albums a lot. You've probably ruined many of her. You posters. actually do have some albums of hers. I I do have the albums, and I have those those country albums on CD in the car too. Um, Striper became one of my big influence bands. Queensrÿche became one of my big influence bands. Dweezil. Uh, Dweezil is much like Olivia has have, gone. Have you watched the DVDs the yet? Thing. No, I have not had a chance to watch them. So I'm kind of curious as to how they and out. and say anything now is is. One of my hugest influences, though, but I I listen to I listen to music that is probably more culturally popular, or at least could be if if people had heard of this stuff. I like Bare Naked Ladies, and I like stuff that kind of like is just sort of melodic, and especially people who who don't just do the same songs over and over again, which is kind of funny because Striper definitely at the time that rock music was was popular at the time and everything. They had albums that were laid out exactly the same as the last album that had come out. Like, In God We Trust, the songs follow the same progression along as they did off of uh, To Hell With The Devil. So that was kind of depressing times. But that led to a lot of my views of music is like what makes a band good and what makes an album good and how commercial music is really, really lousy um, creatively. And, you know, now people don't even want to buy albums because... Half the songs on there are just filler for one or two hits. So that's why iTunes does so well. You it can is. buy the songs that you like, and that's it. Yeah. Now they're doing DRM free music. So I mean, that's I mean, interesting. me, I, I, I kind of like being surprised. You know, if I'm a, a, a fan of a specific group, and it's just like, you know, I, I've always been a fan. I always like their stuff. I'll pick it up, and I, I like being surprised. You know, it's like I've heard that one hit, 
what's yeah. the rest of the album? I mean, with Say you Anything, know. I heard Admit It on the radio, and that was the only song I'd heard by them, and I was like, hey, this is kind of neat, and Admit It is nothing like the rest of the album. Right. But the nice thing about the album is every song is, is individually fantastic and different from each other. It's so incredibly different. Absolutely. And it, it's it's nice to find that surprise, to have that album that you listen to and go, wow, there's really a lot more to this band that I probably would have never known about if I hadn't picked up the whole album, if I'd just been sitting there concentrating on the one hit, like you were talking about with the uh, the preppy girls who went to the Cure concert thinking that they liked the Cure because of Friday I'm in Love, and yeah. getting there and going, what the hell are we in for now? Where'd all the scary goth girls come from? Out of the shadows. The shadow? What's bad is that you've you sat in the corner, which is causes you to slouch. So you, it it only takes about five minutes for you to slouch below the mic level, and then you giggle and spike over the top. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. There'll be whippings I'm later. Try to modulate my voice now. I want you to speak in a monotone voice, as if you were doing what is that uh, Saturday Night Live skit? Yeah. Do you want to talk now about your favorite? Corky didn't actually get to favorite bands of all time. It's okay if you want to go first. I don't care. Yeah, we don't actually have to go in the order that we're sitting. (laughs) So, I mean, if you got stuff already, you know, forefront of mind, feel free. Um, I, I, there's a lot of bands that I just adore because I'm that type of person I will latch onto a band and buy everything they put out for the next 30 years. You were let down by New Kids, though. <clears throat> yes. Oh, my God. Let me tell you the new new album. I love The Boys, but the new album, crap. The last two albums really have been crap. Although, have you heard the New Cure album? I have not heard the New Cure album yet. Please tell me. It's, it's awesome. Not crap. Oh, good. It's so awesome. No, he just looks like crap. But the album yes. itself is Love okay. Love Robert. Robert needs a haircut. Robert, just shave your head. Shave your head. Shave your head. It. Get a good wig. Go with it, man. Embrace N- well, the he new would century. probably end up looking like Billy Corgan. Probably. Which would be kind of scary having two of them running around. Yeah. One <laughs> of them would have to be done in, and I vote for the... We keep Robert Smith. And See to me, Billy yes. Corgan looks like Michael Stipe if he had five other cage Michael match. <laughs> cage match. But Billy anyway, Corgan, Robert back Smith, to... cage match to the death. To the sloth. To See my... them crawling towards each other in the middle of the mat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so depressed. <laughs> It'll my man be. hates me. <laughs> Just yeah, that's great. <laughs> At least the cure is still the actual the cure, not just Billy, Billy and some people. Yeah, Billy Corrigan so. and friends. <laughs> but anyway. you can't say the word friends and Billy Corrigan in the same sentence unless there's has no between them. <laughs> so dear, go ahead. So anyway. Wow. Yeah. Um Ooh. Longtime favorite bands, obviously huge New Kids on the Block fan, still listen to the original albums, still will always love them forever. Uh, uh, oh, God. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, oh. I caught I what bl- you are doing there. No, there probably isn't any on your iPod, because I don't think I have them on CD. Yeah, you do. 
Maybe. There may be a greatest hits album on CD, but all the originals are still on tape. Cisco is the reason why I've actually had my kid or the new kids on a block as one of my ringtones on my phone specifically <laughs> for her. I have no level of shame. But other than them, um, obviously a huge Cure fan, huge Depeche Mode fan. Then we get into things that are totally out of genre. Um, huge Jewel fan, which I have a Jewel album for you because I ended up with duplicate copies, and I think it's one you don't have. <clears throat> Very possibly. Yeah, um, but if you play Jewel backwards, it could be the same genre. <laughs> I... Uh, Love jellyfish. Wish they hadn't broken up. Would do fly just about anywhere if they announced a reunion concert. That statement started out so differently than yeah. I really thought we were going <laughs> to a whole new level of podcasting. What? Hi. How's it going? I like jellyfish too. Actually, I like them quite a bit. I love that they are a hometown band. They actually played their very first concert here in Santa Rosa. They weren't even jellyfish yet. Oh my gosh, she's giving away where she where we live. People oh. will come and stalk us. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> people have to listen. Um, I think that the three people who are listening to us know where we live, and one of them has actually been here for a podcast. That's true. So, but if it occurs, just sort of come word. back. Word. Almost baby shower time. Oh yeah. Exciting. We're so excited, Beth. We can't wait for the baby shower. Yay. Mm, placenta. So, <clears throat> don't knock it till you've tried it. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Did you fry it up with some fava beans and a nice candy? <laughs> that placenta sat in the fridge for weeks until I finally got rid of it. The other one's still in my mom's freezer. Yeah, that's wrong. And right so next many to levels. the wedding cake. <laughs> Don't get those confused. Honey, I took the chicken snack. out to thaw. No, you didn't. <laughs> anyway. I thought they were supposed to remove the gizzard. <laughs> Jellyfish again Jellyfish. was a local band that ironically enough even <clears throat> though they played all over the place around here I never got to see them live in concert I had tickets to the final breakup concert before they split and went their separate ways and my mom scheduled us to go on vacation and leave the day before the concert which I'm not bitter about or anything but yeah, Dude, I, I had an invitation very... directly from the band Blind Melon. Blind Melon to go see them at the 120 Minutes tour, and I didn't get to go. And then he died shortly after. Well, not that shortly after, but yeah, it, it really bummed me out. I got to see them another time and everything, but so how, how you, you talked to that? Shannon Hoon on the phone. I was talking mostly to Rogers, but I get I did get to talk to Shannon a little bit, mostly to um, Rogers. Lesser bands. At definitely the Violent Femmes. Um, let's see. Yeah, their later stuff started to suck bad, though. Yeah, I didn't like the later stuff as much. But I can pretty much say I didn't like the later stuff for most bands. I mean, like, I love early Steve Miller band, but once you get past Abracadabra, I'm like, eh, not so much. It, yeah, it seems like Magic of a, Pocus. a lot of bands kind of... They have their first couple albums where they're really pure, and there's a lot of things that they... They're not sacrificing anything. Right. Their entire lives are going into making that album or those two albums, and then all of a sudden they get discovered. And then it's like, oh yeah, my life is about you know touring and making, making money. money now. and uh, It's not about having fun and just jamming. Right. Right. And then some. a lot of my actual favorite 
bands are local bands that no one will know. I mean, Beth will know Morbid Sisji, but pretty much nobody else will know Morbid Sisji, unless Tyler's listening to. Yeah. And Corky, you had some bands local to you that you were friends with. and Yes, I did. Friends <clears throat> with the band. Yeah, um, like like any of, any of these guys are ever going to listen to this stuff. So, um, Universal Stomp, which was probably the one of the coolest, hardest bands I had ever seen in concert, um, makes Sepultura look like Choir Boys because Ed's just a beast. Um, talking three guitars, two bassists, and a double drum kit yeah, on a stage a about the size drum. of this couch. Yeah, double drums. Um, then he had uh, Skin Horse, uh, Randolph's Grin, uh, then Yoda's two kind of part bands. He had uh, Mortem Report, which essentially spanned <clears throat> into uh, Baba's Cobb, which don't even ask me to explain it. Uh, don't really have... Did you say a, Doc Cobb? No, Bobbis Cobb. <laughs> Beware, Doc Cobb is coming. Um <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, yeah, I mean, there were, there were so many local bands that I used to hang out with back in Detroit. And and it was just because of the people that I hung out with initially. Did you hang out with Felicitas? Because that's the first... Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. I did forget Felicitas. Um, uh, Greg, Tag, and Dale, uh, probably the three coolest guys that were ever in a band together. Um uh, hopefully at some point, uh, you know, things work out for you guys and you guys put something on a shelf. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, local stuff, it's always something that I'll, I'll have playing. Um, you know, typically at any point, I'll have one of the local bands in, in the truck at any given point. Um, you know, but yeah, I've really gotten into Rufus Wainwright, um, really into jazz right now so you know a lot of miles um um you know kind of reawakened a lot of the my interest in Steve Ray Vaughan because he's just badass um you know but I still have my you know my, my hardcore favorites like you know teen idols uh government issue um you know, then you get into stuff like The Cramps and Agent Orange, um, you know, which then gives you Skinny Puppy and, you know, a lot of other stuff. Um, but I'm a huge STP fan, uh, like older stuff. Yeah, STP is so really good. See, seeing them in concert uh, for Core uh, was awesome. Uh, I saw them with Butthole Surfers, which was just an incredible show. Um White Zombie was another fantastic show, which I would go see them again in a heartbeat. Um, you know, damn, I mean, it's just so hard to just think about it, even though I've had enough time here just thinking about, you know, some of the bigger influences as far as my music is concerned. Well, what's your favorite concert that you ever went to? Well, um, I'm really sad to say that I've never been to a Skinny Puppy show. Um, because a good portion of my stuff is, uh, with Skinny Puppy, uh, Kevin Key, uh, which is, was just huge. Um, 
you know, Reese Fuller, who's Frontline Assembly, he's branched off and done a lot of other stuff. But as far as, like, concerts and that, I think, honestly, one of the best shows I ever saw, uh, obviously, was David Bowie. Um, that was one. Is that the one when he was out with Trent? No, this was the one that I went to with Bob and Joe. I think it was the, the Earthling tour. Okay, because I remember them going to the one with Trent Reznor. No, that was, I think that was, like, the year before that one. Okay. Which I was really pissed because I, I didn't get to go to that one. Um, but Bowie concert was definitely incredible. Um, I was close enough to the man where I could literally see sweat dripping off of his forehead. Um, and there was a, another band from, what was it, North Carolina called Archers of Loaf, which... I've heard that name, probably uh, from you. Fantastic, fantastic stuff, but their last album just really sucked because uh, the lead singer was essentially just losing his voice and... <clears throat> the band was just really starting to break up and it was really sad uh, they were definitely a great great band uh, obviously Soundgarden because you know Audio Slave Chris Cornell uh, saw actually the last physical concert Audio Slave ever did um, it, it was good but it wasn't fantastic so did you ever listen to Temple of the Dog then as well yes uh, Mother Love Bone absolutely um, but I would have to say that probably the most memorable concert I saw was, believe it or not, was my first hardcore concert, was Helmet, Sepultura, and Ministry. Wow. Uh, that was and when... Color Me Bad? No. <laughs> did, they, did they do... When was that? So that was when Ministry had launched their... Keanu album or Psalm 69 Jesus Built My Hot Rod um, that was what back in 90 okay so Hel and Helmet released uh, Meantime and I forget what the hit was for Sepultura but um, wasn't a fan of Sepultura even though they just kicked ass but Helmet on stage just freaking killed it I mean they were just hardcore just rip your face off and I was actually on the main floor for that and I was I got definitely pit action on that and that was just awesome it was so cool because uh, I think I saw Ministry in 91 or 92 I want to say yeah Ministry so I don't know who was opening for them I can't remember now I'm trying to remember what the hell their opening song was but yeah the opening song I mean, the, the whole floor turned into one of the biggest pits I had ever seen. And I ended up getting off the floor within about two minutes because I was just getting hammered to death. Um, I would say that's probably the most memorable concert because it was just impressive all around. I cut a guy's arm on my mohawk in a pit one time. I broke a guy's arm during Skid Row at the Bon Jovi concert. <laughs> um, that was purely by accident. I mean, I... I, I Broke his arm intentionally, but I didn't mean to be that mean about it. It was just kind of I was getting hit in the face, and I was sweating. In the face! I don't understand that statement. Yes, I did mean to break his arm, but well, I didn't mean to be that mean about it. Was like it was Steven Seagal style, break it was his arm. Of, I, was, I was almost at the point of blacking out, or I think I actually had blacked out, and I kind of came back to consciousness, standing crushed between all these people on main floor, with this guy like throwing up the signs and um, as he's 
banging his arm back and forth. He's Corey is holding his hand up with the two fingers down with the devil sign of the devil. devil. Word. Um, you just said word. I did. It makes me feel white. Um, white bread. Yeah. That's you. So, yeah, he's hitting me in the face and everything, and I'm in the face groggy, and I'm just like, uh, stop it. Cut it out. That hurts. Cut it out. And I just, he couldn't hear me, of course. Skid Row's playing, so I reached up, and I grabbed his arm, and I just snapped it over my shoulder. And the snap was very loud. It was much louder than I would have imagined at a concert-type setting. Did you feel bad afterwards? I did, but I also knew to run and get the hell out of there, <laughs> which is pretty much what I did. I was wearing my trench coat, my thick black denim padded trench coat. No, no, not that one. At a concert on main floor, not a wise move. That's why I'm sweating balls and passing out. So, yeah, I just get up and I start jumping on people's backs and shoulders and running off of main floor. Oh, you mean like uh, Crocodile Dundee where he's running through the subway? More like Batman because someone pointed at me and said that's who I was. (laughs) Fly! And I booked. Fly! I didn't injure anybody at the second Skid Row concert I went to, but that one was that was a bad experience. I blame Bon Jovi. <laughs> you blame Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi ruined it for him. BJ. Funny thing is the the time period that you were watching Ministry and stuff on stage and Sepultura. I think that's the same year I went and saw. Slaughter, Faster Pussycat, and Kiss in concert. It had to have been. It had to have been 1990, because that's when Slaughter put out their album, and it was their first tour. That's the kind of level I was at. That's where I met the girls that I was in Eerie Temperance with. So, I mean, I really enjoy that concert, but I think <laughs> I think my favorite people that I saw on stage, other than Olivia Newton-John recently, because Olivia Newton-John, was uh, probably Nelson, actually. <laughs> In the, yeah. uh, now I don't feel bad talking Lynch about Mob, the new kids Nelson, concert I went Cinderella. to. Cinderella wow. was the headliner on their Long Cold Winter tour, and I was not a fan of Long Cold Winter at all. That was when Cinderella started going country, and it made no sense because that voice just doesn't work for that kind of music. But Nelson, aside from the two guys, um, their band was awesome, and they had this guy that was just running all over the stage with this giant-ass acoustic guitar and rolling on the floor, and the band just kicked ass. The band was great. Anything you could say about Nelson is who Matthew and Gunnar were and everything didn't matter because their band kicked major ass. I almost forgot. <clears throat> There's actually... Uh, uh, I don't actually know what to qualify him as, but he, he, the guy is definitely was genius. Nick Drake phenomenal phenomenal musician uh everybody probably knows the song he did the song pink moon which was used in an advertising campaign from volkswagen um if you do a google search i'm sure you'll find it can you just hum a few bars for us no (laughs) okay sorry would you feel more comfortable if my cock was in your mouth and you hummed how about that all right that's good smells Um, the same there was a an obscene finger gesture from corky (laughs) at that moment for those of you who couldn't see it See, um, I paint a verbal picture. Corky has to go back. To... But yeah, he. That's he right. I'm fine with like narrating. Four, four albums and died at the age of 26 of obviously drug overdose. Um, obviously, he's a musician, so obviously. Come on, I mean, he cranked it, it. If if you don't die of a drug overdose as a musician, you're doing something wrong. I'm guessing. Yeah, um, Pretty much, most of them just your... try to smoke up the remains of River Phoenix. Either that, wow. or you're 
Keith Richards. And, and you've <laughs> done them all, and you're immune. <laughs> People are using you as you're a embalmed. drug. You know, um, but no, if you guys get a chance, check it out. It's, it's really inspiring stuff. Um, and it takes a lot for me to really just be awed. Um, Randy's probably listened to him and, you know, got I really into it. swore he just said it takes a lot for me to just be awed. And I was kind of <laughs> like... Yeah, it's As like, in, in awe. Yeah, it's like, I, you, you know, you listen I, I to music awe. and awe. You're, you're just like blown away where you, he's always you can't awe. describe it in, in a sentence, a word, a paragraph, an essay. You... you you're left empty, but a better person because you heard that, or you you had a better experience, you know. And it's something that you can always kind of make an emotional connection to, you know. And it's it's definitely, you know, he definitely has so many pieces as far as individual, outside of each album represented that he's done, that would stand on its own just as far as one song being an album. Yeah. So, but yeah, it definitely good stuff. Um, I could go on honestly for hours just about music, which I guess that's why <laughs> we pointed at you. I've actually um, been on for fifty-five minutes as it is now, so I mean we've done our our good share. So, you know. Chris, um, favorite concert? Favorite concert? I that isn't that what we're on now. Uh, it was concert. it was a recommendation. It was something like I mean it ties into it well. You know, I, mean, I mean, obviously there's people you've seen over and over again. So, what do you judge the favorite concert on? Because I mean, there are definitely bands. I mean, Weird Al to me puts on by far the most entertaining show I've ever seen. I I would think so. I've seen the video of one of his shows or whatever, and it's just a very fun, very energetic, very just. Costume changes. Well, costume changes and all that. I mean, he just puts on a really excellent show. It's a show. It's like when Alice Cooper would do a concert, it wasn't just Alice Cooper going out there and singing songs. It was Alice Cooper was doing a show. Right. And I think there were bands that were popular because, like, Poison, I don't think is that great of a band, but Poison is showmen when they're live and everything was a lot of fun to watch. MC5. Yeah. I think that's, that's honestly... But I mean, I have memorable shows just for, just because of events that happen at the shows. I mean, the Violent Femmes concert will always be the first Violent Femmes concert, I should say, will always be one because that's where Cisco and I really kind of yeah. got together. You know, I we spent basically body contact through the whole show before we were boyfriend girlfriend for it. That was the first kind of and she moment didn't break for us. your arm or anything. Um, you know, I have my first concert was Joe Satrani with my dad, you know, and that one always kind of, you know, that's kind of something that's him awesome. and I do together. Your you dad's know? into Satriani? Yeah, absolutely. That's well, awesome. Well, his dad's younger than we are, so I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I always remember those kind of things, like seeing Joe Satriani with my dad, and that's what makes those concerts fun because, you know. Yeah. I mean, and now Weird Al not only being a great show, it's really fun for me because the kids love them. Yep. So for us, it's a family outing that we all really enjoy. In fact, Cisco actually begrudgingly enjoys Weird Al now because of it. The man um, puts on a good show. Yeah. So uh, if Cetriani comes into the store again, should I get two autographs? I don't know if my dad really cares about autographs or not, to be honest. But, okay. Because um, he I, does come occasionally, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, I met him. That was that was very fun. I can't decide if he's being a dick or not about the song thing, but um, no, he's a hundred percent right on the song. Yeah, but did you see the other thing on YouTube where there's a song by an earlier group that's got the exact same things as yeah, well? Yeah, are so they Joe's popular still... at a level of Joe Satriani or Coldplay? Well, I agree. But, eh, uh, fuck them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the definitely those songs are similar. Um, and I there's a New Year's the New Year's Eve concerts. I did two in a, two years in a row, and those were that's memorable. The concert I missed. Um, not not that the the shows weren't great. I mean, you have Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nirvana. You have Nirvana. You have Mr. Bungle. Bungle and um, Primus was one Primus. year. Uh, Primus puts on a good show. But those were things where I went with groups of friends. You know, stayed the night. Beth was there, I think, for one of them. Um, Did Metallica play one? Uh, I don't think so because I think the one time I saw Metallica was Day on the Green, which was another. You know, can't beat that show because it was me and the Pentad at Dan the Green seeing Faith No More and Soundgarden and Metallica and, you know, Queensryche. I mean, the who's who of rock bands for that time, you know, that slice of time period. Right. And it was the Pentad pretty much went. You know, you you can't really beat that. Color Me Bad? Um, and I've Color never, Me Bad. I've, hey, I've listened. <laughs> I admit it. But I've never gone to a show. But yeah, I definitely remember uh, as as good as my memory works. So when I say I definitely remember, I have vague memories <laughs> of me of one of the New Year's Eve concerts where there was one of those moments where there was this girl there. I was single at the time where it was one of those things where you just kind of were together for the concert. I don't know if anyone's ever... It's one of those things, it's like, we were almost... It's not like we made out, but we were in physical body contact through probably half the show. I'm seeing a trend here. uh, (laughs) A little similarity there. I haven't been married more than once, so I don't see a trend (laughs) at all. But but yeah, it was one of those things where coming out of the concert, I just felt so good because it had just gone so well. I remember being like, dripping wet because my clothes were like mm. you know from Above the waist? sweat and yeah shut up <laughs> <laughs> but you know from being like in the pit and all that and you're just totally sweaty and you get outside and it's like freezing ass cold oh yeah that's the greatest feeling in the world you look at me nips. You, balls all night yes, but you were so say, and then your nipples get all perky and yeah twang yeah but you Especially didn't care. that way if you lost your car keys on the way in you can go and cut open a window you could dial a phone with them Rotary. You can kind of tink in with it. But Finger you nipples. Want to. Continue. <laughs> you could hang a wet towel on it. So yeah, those those are my favorite concerts, I guess. Some I mean, I've been things. to a lot of. I mean, when when Pope and I went to, I mean, Pope was my my concert go to guy. I mean, the two of us saw a lot of shows. We passed a lot of bums trying to get from the car to the war field. Um, you know, from the super secret parking area. Yeah, from the super secret parking area. Off to the side. I'm sure he remembers it. Uh, there was terrible parking <laughs> on the warp road. It still is. But, I mean, uh, you know, we his taste and my taste overlapped a good portion, but there was stuff that didn't. So we got, you know, I wasn't necessarily a Primus fan, but he was a huge Les Claypool fan. 
you know, and so I really got into Primus because of him, and I think I've seen Primus probably four or more times because of him. You know, I've seen the Boss Tones because of Pope. Yes. I don't think I ever listened to anything of theirs beforehand, but Hope I never he wanted lose my to go, wallet. and it was at some strange bar-type lounge place. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like Dickie Barrett. It was a good show. I mean, I've never seen where at the encore they basically invite the crowd onto the stage, and you couldn't see the Boston's by that point because there were so many people actually on the stage. With we should have rushed the goddamn stage when Jewel told us to. We so should have followed the rules. Fuck. We so should have gone and danced on stage with her. Danced nothing. That actually Drew brings wouldn't up... have made it home that night. <laughs> that that all you would have heard the next day. Talking was about following rules. New pop star missing. And just. All right, quick kick on the mic stand. Apparently. So, just uh, real quick to interrupt. So, I think probably one of the most memorable portions of a concert, and I, I know you hate the freaking band. I hate <clears> most <throat> of the bands you like, so that's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, so, I've seen you two on several occasions. Um, went and saw you two uh, on Halloween and took Jess and Phil and uh, Jim. So, you got tricked to that year, is what you're saying? No. So he, I was trying to help you out, Corey. No, I'm, I'm not gonna harsh him for liking you. T- I like Striper, Jesus. So we're we're there, and uh, it was the the Pop Mart tour. So um, it, it was an awesome show, and they stopped probably about halfway and sang "Happy Birthday" to Larry Mullins. Brought a cake out on stage, and brought his cake, and they handed out cake to people in the front row, which was cool. And then I would say probably about 40 minutes after that, you, Bono's walking, you know, say like the catwalk that comes out, you know, a good 50 feet in the crowd. And him and Edge are walking t- through that. And then Bono's walking back and Bono's got his guitar and he starts swinging the guitar around over his head by the neck. And I'm getting ready to cry because I think he's going to just crush this thing on on the stage. And gets back to where the stage really opens up, and quickly does a does a real quick turnaround and just unslings it off his shoulder and passes it off to somebody in the crowd. Wow. And security comes out of the woodwork and ushers the guy out of the concert so he doesn't get mugged and stuff. Yeah, I can imagine that. And I was just <laughs> yeah. And as soon as I, I I was starting to realize what he was doing, you know, I was already like three tiers down. I was trying to rush to the to the front of the stage. But it was already gone, and I was just like, if I would have just acted sooner, I could have had it. But it was pretty cool to see Larry Mullins. Yeah, see, somewhere I have a piece. I it may be up on the shelf up above behind me. It was like a drumstick. I have a piece of a guitar that Weird Al shattered as uh, as an ending to, I believe, uh, "You Don't Love Me Anymore" that he did, Uh, and I think Alex actually went to me went to that concert with me piece of guitar does not cover what you own what piece of guitar is like you came home with a piece that fit in your jacket pocket you have half a guitar no i have like you know the side part of an acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. i have like one half like from the neck to the bass full curve s side of an acoustic guitar yeah i had to not a piece i asked so i think one of the Security the security guards. guys. I'm like, I I want that. <laughs> and he gave it to me. I think I have a set list from somewhere too. Yeah. From one of the shows. Um, 
I just remember you coming home with that. Being but like, we've never been able to get one of the handkerchiefs as much as I've wanted to get one. Yeah. Um, Small child is determined to get the scarf. You know, we've I've never been one of the people to get, you know, a guitar pick. Not that I play guitar yeah, or a drumstick or any of those sort of things. Um, I have a parachute man from a Mr. Bungle concert. Wow. Where they uh, they threw out... Oddly enough, they didn't throw them out so that the parachutes would open. They just tossed them. They out just tossed the out. They were plastic parachute men with the parachutes neatly rubber banded around them, and I think they had little packets of bead candy or something on them. And they were sure it's candy. But I <laughs> was actually acid. in the balcony. Oh wow! <laughs> so I mean, that's how far they were throwing that stuff. You can throw those little army guys pretty Did you far. Go see Guar. I bet you came back with lots of things mm. from that. No, I've you know Guar I've, used to play at the Phoenix like every I, month. Yeah, yeah. I was asked to go to Guar on more than one occasion. You know, from what I'd seen on TV and heard from people, you know, that's above and beyond the assault that I want on me. This kid I work with, Tim, young kid, just went and saw Guar. And he was trying to describe it to me. I'm like, dude, I know what Guar is. He's like, but the concert was just so good. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. It's like going to one of those shows where it's like the bands, you know, piss on the crowd. It's kind of like, you know. Well, it is that. Well, <laughs> yeah. so much beyond that. And a lot more, but yeah. I don't think I ever want to go to a concert where there's the potential that fecal matter may be coming at me at some point in time during the show. <laughs> Give me a nice broken limb any time. So I need to apologize to Jesse McClear if, you know, Yoda, you end up listening and apologize to Jesse for me that I didn't mention Heavy Water Factory. So sorry. Cause so this, here's a question that's been kind of on my mind for the past few minutes to, to throw out there. And I don't think I have an answer myself, but I figure I'll throw it out to everyone. Is there one guilty pleasure band that you have that you're kind of ashamed that you listen to? What do you mean? The, the, the like band. color me bad. Yeah, color me bad. Where's your color me bad? Where's your, you know? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say it. I, I freaking rock out the hauling oats all the time. <laughs> See, I I think it's weird because I don't know that the guilty pleasure bands are ones that we're really ashamed of. I mean, Cisco with her new kids on the block, well, me with my striper and Olivia and John. No, this is more Dude. like. <laughs> Literally, not the band that you're like, oh, I used to love them, but like the band now that you're like, like you should have if... shame of Nickelback. Yes, <laughs> thank. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, Hollow Notes is one of those bands that they they were great. I still think they're great. Hollow Notes wasn't actually a bad band. No, I mean, hell no. And I'm I, thinking like you I know, just saw them on the Daily Show a couple of weeks ago. That's... I I'll freaking go see them in a heartbeat if they come back in town. I, what are I'll you thinking? Totally go. I don't know. I mean, it's like, do you have a Spice Girls album that you just love to listen to all the time? Or do you have a... I never owned any Spice Girls stuff, uh, though the, when they first were popular and everything, uh, Wannabe was a horrible song. But they had that I'm Giving You Everything yeah, song. Though. I watched the video over here with you guys at one point, because you guys were the only like opening I saw to watching MTV. I would not watch that on my own at all at that point. But there's the part in the uh, in the song for I'm Giving You Everything where they start playing harmonica over it, and it kind of reminds me of the Rockford Files. I'm like, I can listen to that song. That's kind of a cool song. Oh, like Blue and then my button is hot. Baby Spice? Oh, hell yeah. She's all that. 
So and a bag of chips. Um, I don't think she's crunchy, but I can't eat just one. Ew. Thank oh. you. Um, <laughs> scabby, <laughs> scabby, scabby. It's a stabby, stabby, pick and drabby. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably it. It's hard to say. It's hard to say that there's anything that I would really feel embarrassed about. It. It seems like the more offlandish just seems to be more of my charm. Like Katy Perry or Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I divine. Honestly, don't think that I have. The divinals would be one. I love no, I don't the like divinals. I don't think I have anything in my collection that I'm Rock honestly on with the divinals. embarrassed about. I mean, I have, you know, I have a lot of, uh, you know, like like Disney album type stuff. You know, that oh, I've yeah. picked up on my own. You know, a lot more since I have a small child now. Um, I have this album that's all Japanese covers of Disney tunes. I used to love to listen to the Aladdin soundtrack. Yeah. I think that's I own stuff. three copies of the Alice in Wonderland soundtrack. Yeah, I, I honestly can't think of anything that I own. I mean, I used to listen to the Fantasia soundtrack all oh, the time. Oh, I love the Fantasia soundtrack. Um, and that that was kind of like my, my introduction and, and expanding... You know, my roots of music and, and trying to get into classical, which I still have a hard time getting into because if you end up with a crappy recording, you know, or crappy remaster recording, it just ruins it for you. You know, that's just my opinion. So, see, yeah, I have I'd a Donna Lewis album. Who? Donna Lewis. Donna Lewis. Um, she did, uh, what was the song? Wow. Donna Lewis or Donna Summer? Donna Lewis. And I'm trying to think of the song that was the... I'm looking at the song listing, and I still... I Love You Always Forever. Is that It was her pop song. No oh, idea. What was the song from Hellboy? Oh, it was... Um, oh, come on. I Can't Smile Without You. Can't Smile Without You, yeah. By Barry Manilow. That was a great moment. And that was like, oh, I'm gonna bust out some Barry Manilow now. I think I think he's one of those guys that you you hear all of a sudden you go, I can't believe that I want to listen to this, but I also can't believe that I haven't heard it in such a long time that I'm and forgotten how good it was to to pick it up. I was actually trying to find the Hellboy soundtrack at work the day after I watched it. Why not just get greatest hits Barry Manilow? No, because it. I don't want a whole Barry Manilow. Album. Barry Manilow's got a lot of good stuff. After I have Britney Spears him, on here. After like seeing him on, on like, you know, in the store, on on all the screens. Oh yeah, I can understand for that. an entire Being month. Frustrated. And with all the crappy surgery he's had and the makeup that he had to wear See, for the I shoot, I, I was afraid to watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'd rather look at like, no, no, I won't even go there. Um, I, I started to say something, and then image of Jackie's mom popped into my head, and it, it all went away. So yeah, that I'd go for. Um, oh, yeah. I got a Sorry, Speedwagon Greatest Hits album a little while back and was playing it on the way out from the store with Aaron. She started hearing the stuff. She's like, oh, I know this song. Billy Squire. I, know this song. I didn't know REO Speedwagon did this. And I'm like, Billy yeah, Squire. REO Speedwagon kicked ass. Billy Squire. Yeah. Um, stroke. We got Billy Joel a couple weeks ago. That was at her request. I was like, yeah, this is some good stuff. But it's 
I think it's kind of fun to go back and hear some stuff that you haven't heard in a long time and realize that these people did some amazing music that mm -hmm. maybe you just kind of forgot. Yeah, I somebody was messing around with the satellite radio over in the car electronics department was it two days ago and just cranked up this tune. I'm in the middle of a presentation. And what comes on? Favorite song by Hall & Oates, Sarah Smile. Sarah Smile is your favorite song by Hall & Oates? Yes, it is. Because that's the song that's in the book. I think and you're making my dreams come true is probably... And that's actually the song that when Stacy and I were dating, I would always think of, and that was the song that I would think of when I thought of Stacy. But, yeah, I'm just standing there, middle the presentation, and just kind of turned my head a little bit and had this huge grin on my face, and the customer was just like, oh, somebody's in a happy place. And I said, oh, you have no idea and how happy... But it was good. It was really good. Made my day for that. I like that kind of pop stuff. I, I really like Hugh Lewis and the news. Uh, a lot of it is just because, you know, it was all you and I would listen to when we would cruise around in the Adventure Mobile. With uh, Stacy and Jamie, yeah. The Adventure Mobile. Tracy and Jamie. It's like the Danger Shed, you know, you have the Adventure Mobile. The Adventure Mobile, it was only... The reason why it was called the Adventure Mobile because there was always an adventure of either getting in Getting to A and B, getting it started, getting it closed, um, uh, or making sure when you drove home you were at the same height as your passenger. <laughs> um, Since when are you taller than me? I think we have a flat tire. Oh, that would explain it. Here, this fell off your car when I closed your trunk. Yeah, just put it in the back seat. Yeah, <laughs> the back seat that's on fire. Your See, brother's now, the one that named it the I'll Adventure just think, Mobile. You could be. A, you could have been on Pimp My Ride. Oh boy, I really oh. could have. No, no, that was Don's job. Yeah. Well, I think it's, what it needs is a manual choke. choke. <laughs> I think you need a manual choke, Don. <laughs> I just remember getting in your car. It's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> what does it do? I don't know. Don said this would fix everything. But why? I don't know. Every car I had. Well, I'll just put a manual choke in it. What the fuck? Is that where you pulled the choke out and it's like yep. trying to, yeah. <laughs> to manually adjust it? Like, Dude, it was awesome. Were well, you driving to... a tractor? <laughs> I mean, Practically, like... <laughs> by the time he was done. Also, you guys did have that very lonely tractor at the back of the, your guys' lot that never moved. Nope. It looked like a sad... over that damn thing. It looked like a sad stationary donkey. <laughs> I don't think livestock is stationary in our yard very long. Because it's running for its life. <laughs> So we're at an hour and 15 minutes. Yay. We, we've done, uh, I wouldn't say a double-sized episode, because obviously that'd be two hours for our, compared to our normal one, but we've done an average amount. Sir Robin, amount. Sir Robin. Sorry. <laughs> I think it's almost time to give due to uh, Mountain Dew again. Yeah, Mountain Dew. No, Honey Dew. Mainline? Mainline. Um... Anything anyone wants to add? Obviously, we don't. It doesn't need to be about music at this point. Uh, any projects that you're working on that you want to say, or uh, I, I don't D twenty stuff. Uh, anything? I'd like to see the shed finished. I'm working on it. Yeah, we need to get a few more pictures of the shed because <clears throat> there we're definitely way behind on pictures of uh, how close the shed is. I like um, to get a picture of the painting you did for us and get that up on the site. I'm surprised you haven't done that yet. I can't take a photo of it. Plus, I don't know how to hang it up on the wall. 
I gotta finish the frame on the outside. Why don't okay. you just Why don't you just bring it Monday? He can scan it. No, but I have the twelve passes. I have the light. Right. Yeah. The the professional backlit light or whatever, and we have a camera and we can put it up on the site. Um, you can do that. I'm just surprised you haven't put used as an icon in your journal yet. Again, I can't photograph shit. So, yeah, the site has had very little updates other than I changed the table about a week See, ago. See, I, I kind of find that puzzling because you guys must have taken like you know at least a half a gig worth of pictures out of sketchbooks. I know you have stuff that hasn't made it up on the page yet. Uh, I think there's probably some. I just. Uh, we're getting to the point now that that page will need to be reorganized into multiple pages rather than continuing to just lengthen the page. And I haven't gotten to how to organize all the artwork. I, I would and say... I haven't put up all the stuff that are uh, partial sketches. Because, I mean, you do you have a lot of pictures that are... Uh, that are work that are, in progress. Yeah, they're, just they're half done. So I didn't put those up. I, I think we should probably do a sketchbook page. Um you know, and then we'll do, obviously, as Danger Shed is completed, and that way uh, we can do full photo archive of my body of work. Oh, what? Danger Shed, I'm just going to get one of those um, Wi-Fi cameras and do a live feed. Um, and then we'll have uh, a page for paintings, sculptures. Yeah, and, that's fine. And we'll have a page for other, you know, mixed media or whatever. Body art. Tattoos. Fake skin. Tattoos someday, yes. We expect yes. tattoos someday. But as I said, there's a very I large... I think it should start on Corey. There's a very large project that I'm I've working on. I've got the on. most skin. There's a very large project very that I'm working on for the entire D20 group, um, which you can't know, say anything. I know, I know. You told him? Only because I was trying to get out ideas, and I actually had to explain it, because I was being very vague about it. Oh, I see how it is now. I see how it is. I give him shelter and the occasional handy. And the so, fir I mean, first tattoo I goes privilege. you and it's on your ass now. <laughs> no. Um, is it going to be of a bite mark? <laughs> Mine are real, motherfucker. I know they are. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put lipstick on yours and then you can back into me. And like, this Why? one's Aaron's. Oh, wait, no. Press cheek. Um, I don't think I want to know about the bite mark. So, yeah, after that, it'd basically be no holds barred as far as what I do. <clears throat> but this is something I've been trying to do since the original 24-hour comic book day. I just haven't had enough space to do it. So. And I'm, I'm scripting. So, yeah, I mean, which is where I'm at. I'm still trying to finish out the 10 rough pages of .com so that then Corky can draw them when in his copious free time yes but right now i'm just taking the rough stuff that we did and actually putting it more detail into what each page should have and and text right. what about you sister i've been slow i'm not doing anything could you sound more upbeat when you say it though <laughs> I, I just want to sit and be alone in a dark I, room i'm writing morbid poetry and drinking black coffee I want to be alone. Working on my liquid eyeliner skills for someday when the cure returns to America and <laughs> goes on tour again. Which you guys skipped over me on best concert ever, just so you know. Sorry? 
What <coughs> was it? <laughs> I went and saw The Cure in San Jose on the 4th of July in 92. Excellent show. I think 92. That was an excellent tour. That was the last time they were here, right? That was... No, that wasn't their Wish tour. Talk into the the mic. Is Friday I'm in Love from Wish? (laughs) I want to say it is. I'm going through my mental... What album? Discography. Discography. Unfortunately, I can't remember. It was was the Friday I'm in Love tour. And Dinosaur Jr. opened for them, which was awesome. Dinosaur Jr. rocks. Dinosaur Jr. And... The pit that started with Din- for Dinosaur Jr. was just so awesomely burly. Did they open with the wagon? I don't remember. But the the outstanding moment for this show, I was actually talking to Corey about this earlier, was if anyone, if you've ever seen Cure fans, they're always gothic and dressed in black, and they've got the teased hair and the eyeliner and the spider webs and the lace. Well... For whatever reason... You look like a doily. One, yes, a black lace doily. One of the um, Navy ships had come into port that morning, and they hey, had let, them, let all the Navy men off the ship in their so dress. So all the seamen were coming off the ship? All the seamen were coming off the ship in their dress white uniforms with their hats. And somehow, because it was the 4th of July, all the bars in San Jose were giving them free drinks. Because they're servicemen in uniform. So they the ship let out at like 12.30 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. The show started at 6.45. And somehow, like, half the ship ended up getting into the concert. I don't even know how, because the tickets sold out in like 40 minutes. But... So in this mob of black lace goth kids... There are all these big, burly, navy dress uniform, white hats and shirts with the medals and the bars and everything on them. I thought I was going to a Cure concert. Why does it seem more like the village people? Exactly. But I got separated from my group, and I must have been maybe six people from the stage. And I'm dancing, doing the little hand goth twirl. Air sculpting. Air sculpting twisty thing not even paying any attention to the rest of the world because I'm staring at Robert Smith. And the song ends, and I look up, and I'm completely surrounded by huge Navy seamen. Military (laughs) gangbang. My only imagery of this was I was thinking of a uh, negative of the Material Girl video. (laughs) Her all in black surrounded by men in white. But they were all... Hugely tall, muscular, burly, army, navy guys, and the seaman one guy standing, seaman? the guy, one guy who's standing next to me must she have been. To be. No, I said seaman full of seaman. So the one guy who's standing next to me must have been at least a foot taller than me, maybe taller than that. And he looks down at me and goes, "Oh, sweetheart, you can't see, can you?" And I was like. No, I can't see anything but white uniforms. So he reaches down, gooses me, picks me up with one hand, sits me on his shoulder, and in the next, like, three beats of the song, like, 
four other guys move in right next to him. And suddenly I just have this platform of Navy guys who I'm sitting on top of watching the Cure play from like six people back. (laughs) (laughs) See, you only got to hook up with one chick at your concert. She got four semen. I just want to know which way she was facing when she was up on top of there. Towards the stage. I don't think that's what he meant, sweetie. And were they not? (laughs) (laughs) No, they were facing the stage, too. I wasn't, like, straddling people's heads. I was sitting on the guy's shoulder. Side saddle, because she's a lady. Side saddle. That never works. (laughs) Not to mention, like, the 12 layers of lace that I was wearing. It's billowy. It was probably holy. My lace was not holy. (laughs) Thank you. It was very fine That's sort of the definition of lace, dear. It it was probably matted at that point. (laughs) Oh. All that that moisture, all the layers became one. You know what? All the semen. Okay, you know what? I'm not telling you anymore about the concert. (laughs) I am not the one who put you over. And wait, wait. And it was her favorite concert at that point. Still one of my favorite concerts. I waited for years for The Cure to come back to America. See, I'm a little hurt. See, you know when I said favorite concerts, first one was with Cisco. Her favorite concert, Four Seamen. Yeah, well, four to one, Chris. You shouldn't feel so bad. (laughs) You know what? That's my second favorite concert. The Four Seamen or me? (laughs) You. (laughs) That was what she would say. The Violent Femme Show. Oh, thanks. I won't go into any details because apparently someone might get mad at me if I don't say the right thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> what details would you say exactly? No, no details. So here we go. Podcast number 13, now called the podcast that ruined a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> that would be sad. Oh. Okay, are we, uh, are we feeling good? <laughs> I don't know about all of us, but... Cisco's probably going to ride one out in the bathroom later on, so good for you, baby. <laughs> Massage shower head. Well, she'll need three more shower heads to add to it to make it authentic. Wow. <laughs> See what I got to live with? You got to live with... And this is why I have social issues about women now. Okay, thank you. It's like, well, you know, look at your batting average, Gord. You know, you, you, you had Emily... You had the other one. Yeah, you're just you're, yeah, you're right up there. Patting average. You should have gotten a bat to the back of the head before you dated. It's even. like yeah, you should just go ahead and just get all fucked up and just do guys instead, because uh, that's my opinion. Wow, we've totally detoured in his own. I don't remember saying that, but you okay, would make a cute bottom. So let's uh, end this. So thing. I think we'll wrap up the podcast number thirteen. I guess we'll be calling this one music because we stayed on topic most of the time. Oh yeah, we did. Now is that M U Z I? You know what? Q- Stop. Okay. <laughs> I actually heard Nuka's on the block as Muzak in the grocery store one day. Yeah, that's because if you're trapped in an elevator, you can't jump out of the building. Yay! What All you- right. <laughs> With that, this, <laughs> okay, it's time to stop. It, it's time to stop. 
bad. We've lost Cisco. Um, this is podcast number 13 from the G20. This was Chris. Corey. Corky. Cisco is the one that's dying over in the corner, but uh, wow. she'd like to say goodnight as well. Go get a sailor uniform and do an officer and gentleman for her. Yeah, that's about... Goodnight. Well, she's choking to death, though, with her hurt. And semen. <laughs> Thank you, Dixie Cup. Wow. Good night, everyone.